Welcome to the Raw and Uncensored Ambitious Podcast. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Yo, HBIC. That's right, it's me, Katie Boyd. Coming a little bit different today, but I just want to say that this podcast has been in the works for literally three years. And because of the grace of baby Jesus, all of the stars align for this gold to actually take place. Cue my friend, mentorship client, and sister from another mister, Candace Marino, better known by Hollywood as the LA facialist. Candace has been a licensed esthetician for nearly two decades, developing custom complexion protocols and unique techniques for highly discerning celebrity clientele. With an integrated holistic approach to aesthetics, Candace offers a bespoke blend of advanced medical grade care and spa skin therapy. She curates age-defying solutions and comprehensive results-driven treatments designed to work in tandem with a vast range of cosmetic procedures, boosting benefits, and maintaining maximum efficacy for patients. Her rejuvenation resume at prestige dermatology and cosmetic surgery practices includes extensive experience treating serious skin conditions such as acne, residual scarring, melasma, and pigmentation disorders, along with the development of an exclusive deep tissue facial massage technique. Her specialized techniques and highly sought-after system of anti-aging programs push back the drooping point, promote tissue remodeling, increase collagen production, and ensure cumulative complexion improvements as restorative as they are transformative. And let's get to the nitty-gritty because beyond Candace's professional resume, she is a self-proclaimed manifestation junkie who has seen her entire life change through the power of intention manifestation, and by implementing my teachings and tools and my mentorship, obviously three years, she, during a pandemic, built her company into a seven-figure business. And you know, it's really crazy. And she's going to talk a lot about this in the podcast. She actually started her business on a whim when she was totally fed up with a toxic work environment. Wait till you hear this, this story. It's going to knock your socks off. She was hating her job, but she was hating her life. She just felt unfulfilled. And one day just decided to walk out of her job. And from that day, everything that transpired since was all about letting go of toxicity that was holding her back and since that day, it's been rapid growth. She's experienced better relationships, better health, financial freedom, and since have manifested the man she's with now, who is a freaking mensch and a half. We love him. She's manifested her employees, the office building that she's currently building out. You guys have to go check her out in Hollywood. 
in brand partnerships and so much more. You guys, I can't wait for you to get into this podcast. Candace is just, first of all, she's just an amazing fucking human, but she's going to inspire you. She's going to empower you. She's going to motivate you. And I know that you're going to be shaking your head during this podcast. You're going to just be feeling so seen, so validated, and you're going to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And Candace's story shows you that. So without further ado, let's get into this juicy conversation with the LA facialist, Candace Marino. Oh, yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. And I am freaking flicking my bean over here. I am so excited to have my girl, the one, the only, Candace motherfucking Marino, the LA facialist. Thank you so much for being here. I'm like, I can't contain myself. I am so excited to be here. This has been a long time coming, but also I didn't know you were going to do, oh yeah. I thought it was a recording every time. No, I do it every time. I'm, I love that I got to witness this like in person. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I do it every time because that's what like gets me ready to podcast. Like just doing that. It. I don't know why. You, I could like see the energy like coming out of your eyes. <laughs> like you just like ready to go. My Ramona singer crazy eyes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So I am just so excited for everyone in Ambitious Land to hear your story, which in my opinion is one of the most motivational and inspirational stories of being a boss bitch and being successful and really just living life on your own terms and being sovereign, autonomous, and free, which you know that is so important to both of us. That's why we are so in love because we're literally the same human in so many ways. So I want you to just like unleash to all the women out there in ambitious land. We're going to talk about where you were, how you started, what were some really rough points in your career as you were becoming Candice Marino, the LA facialist, and where you're at now and what's the future hold for you. So I also want to say, obviously, everyone that listens to this podcast has read my book in some way, shape, and form. And Candice actually wrote the four-word of the ambitious book. And the reason why, obviously, there's many reasons, but the main reason why is her story was truly the epitome of what being the HBIC and living that ambitious life is all about. And what you wrote about in the book, a lot of it was like so scary. Mm -hmm. I mean, you gave up so much to become the person you are. And I think that so many people, they forget like that the struggle and the the fear and the strife is actually like what makes you fucking great. So I want to talk about that. So let's like start at the very beginning. <laughs> a very good place to start. Let's talk about um, New Year's Eve, 2018, 2019. So let's 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 get right into it because this story like just is titillating. All right. Woof. Okay. So New Year's <laughs> Eve, obviously I was shit faced. I, I was at actually one of my friend's weddings. It was a really fun wedding in Central Park. Oh, fun. And I was there with former boss because it was a, a coworker kind of wedding Got situation. It. Former boss and a lot of coworkers who we were all like really good friends. It's kind of like um, a trauma bond. <laughs> Oh, I hate trauma bonding, man. Yeah. It's so good in the moment, mm -hmm. but as the, like it progresses, you're like, I don't want to be fucking bonded with you people anymore. You're triggering me from like Actually, this old part of my life. Yes. 
I will say I have that in certain scenarios, but for some reason, these people have become some of the best friends I've ever had. So you're still friends with all these people. All of them. Like it is the tightest knit friendships that I have. That's amazing. It is amazing. And it's because each individual person has their own self-worth and value and have left where we were. Okay. But so everyone we were, left. Everyone, everyone that place. Everybody, okay. everybody is on the other side. It's so much better. We're all thriving, successful, yada, yada. Um, we're at this wedding. This person that owns the business we work for is there. And I'm just witnessing this person's ugliness just spew out of them. And I told myself, I will not work for this person any longer. So we return to California. Um, I go back to work. I start listening to you. Cause I'm like, I'm a naturally happy person. Like, thank God I don't have like depression, anxiety. Like I'm a happy person. I'm an easy person. I wake up enthusiastic, ready to do shit. And I just, over the year of working for this person, started to just slowly lose myself. Like I would wake up miserable. I mean, I told you like, and this is horrible. I don't even want to repeat it, but I will tell you in the mental space that I was at, I would say like, I hope on my way to work, I get hit by a car. So I've been there before. I would rather go spend a week at Cedar Sinai than to show up for this person. Girl, stop. And I don't I don't even want to say that analogy because I have a family member that had a horrible accident like that. And so when that happened, I felt so much guilt for saying that because like nobody wants to go through that. That is like one of the worst things that could happen. Can but, I tell you a secret though? Yes. When I had a boss like your boss years and years and years ago, mm-hmm. I was so overworked and I was so like, I'm the same as you. You know me. I'm not a depressed person. I don't have anxiety. I mean, yeah. when I do feel depressed or I do get anxious, I know that I'm doing shit that does not resonate with like who I am. Yes. So it's like a red flag that I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing something wrong. But I remember I would say to myself, I wish that like I like someone would like hit me with a door or like just pe- like knock me the fuck out so mm-hmm. that like I can like go to the hospital and just like have a break away from this life that I'm living. And that's when I actually was like, no, fuck that noise. I'm going to just open Katie Boy's Misfit Club. And, th- and I mean, years later, thank God for that. But I know exactly the way that you felt. Like right. to the T. Like I it's actually like the same story, just I didn't I wasn't near Cedar Sinai. I was like near Mass General <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> exactly. But no, and it's crazy because my body would manifest this horrible toxic energy and I was going to the hospital. Like I've had so many fucking concussions, it's crazy that I'm even functioning, but I've had a lot of head injury and I was having vertigo episodes and the stress. Like I'm telling you, I would go to work and at least twice a week, my vertigo would flare up. I would have lose feeling in my limbs. I would, I thought I was having a stroke. Like my neurologist was like, I don't know if you need a, a neurologist. I think you need a psychiatrist. Like, oh my God. So they were saying like, this is stress induced. Oh, for sure. Like I did have physical issues that caused the initial vertigo and the yes. initial issues that I had. But then I think stress, like we don't acknowledge how much stress can impact like your physical body. And I would projectile vomit. Like I would get to work and projectile vomit. And I think that my body was like, all right, bitch, we're going to save you. Like you're going to puke and you get to leave. Like, I think that it was so much chills all over my body right now. It was like my body's visceral reaction to being in this environment was like, we need to get you out of here. So like, whether we're fainting, whether we're shitting ourselves, whether we're vomiting everywhere, like you are going home. And I would I would get home and I would be like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Oh, oh my so, God. 
I mean, this person, sh- I think the movie Horrible Bosses was written about this person. <laughs> oh my God. But, I love that movie, dude. It's because so, it's so fucked such, such, so fuck such a good up. one. Such so a good one. But you don't so want to anyway, be in the movie Horrible Bosses in your real life. You just want to no. watch it on the TV screen. You want to watch it. <laughs> but I was living that life. And so I decided I was going to go. I started listening to your podcast and I had known about you from the the TV show because oh, yeah. of Sola. Yes. Shout out to Sola. <laughs> <laughs> we love Sola. So, she's a riot. I can't with her. She, she really cracks is. me up. Me too. So I, that's how I was initially introduced to you. I saw you on Instagram. I started following you. I started listening and you just resonated with me because you are spiritual as am I. And it is in every single interaction you have, but it's not packaged in this like bow where it's like namaste. Like I, I'm into all of that shit, but I also need somebody to be grounded and realistic. And if somebody can't just have fun and be them, their authentic self and drop an F-bomb, like I don't really vibe with you. In the same way. So you delivered it in a way that was like real and authentic to me. And when I'm listening to somebody on a podcast, I want to feel like they're a part of my life. Like I don't, I don't blindly just listen to anybody. Like I want to listen to people that I'm like, okay, I really feel this person. I want to know them. I want to be a part of this. And so then when you were presenting all of your life makers and breakers and all of that, I was like, this is what I need to get out of where I'm at now and get on the other side. Because the one thing I'll credit myself for, even in my darkest days and working in this place, I've always just had this inner knowing that something special is there for me. And whatever my circumstance was in the moment, like I know that there's so much greater beyond where I'm at. And so I've always just been like, I know I'm like a magical bitch. I'm going to be fine. But hearing you and having something that put me on the right track to finding out who that magical bitch on the other side was like, that's what clicked for me. And so I became, I would listen to you during I didn't even have a fucking lunch break. We weren't allowed to eat or breathe or drink or go to the bathroom. Fuck me, man. But I would listen to you as I was working. Like I would have my earpods in and just pretend that I was doing work. And I was just like making a list of like what I was going to do and how I was getting out of there. I love that. Holy shit. And so then I delivered my resignation letter and my last day was Valentine's Day, which I was like, this is the best love I could give to myself is to leave this place. Absolutely. So that happened. And then, so this is stupid and irrelevant, but then I took a job where I was promised the the world, right? Like they really wanted to bring me on because I was a huge performer in my last role. They wanted me to implement that same thing. I get to this new place. It's like this fabulous, famous doctor. I think that like, I am, this is it for me. Like, this is where I want to be. I think that this is like my career break. I'm going to have so much money. Like I'm going to meet all of these people. Like this is where I literally thought I was going to retire. Okay. I get there. It's smoke and mirrors as it usually is with these types of things. Anytime that someone over promises like that, Mm -hmm. that's a fucking red flag to me too. Right. I'm just like, but also "Mm -hmm." just seeing like the optics from the outside looking in, you know, and perception is reality. Like whatever people perceive is what they believe to be the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was looking, you know, from seeing this person on television and looking at their Instagram thinking like, Oh my God, this place is the shit. Like just really had my hopes high. And let me tell you, I had the wind taken out like 
on day three. How long did you last there? I was there for six months, but this is where I was, this is where I was a little calculated. I was, I was giving them a chance to prove themselves to be legit and to let me have the opportunity. Basically what happened is they were just holding me back. They didn't want to see me thrive. They didn't want me to become bigger than the doctor or whatever the fuck they told me. I was like, you need to figure out why you're insecure about me. I'm an esthetician. I have no fucking education. You're a doctor. Like (laughs) we're not in competition. I help and I bring synergy to the practice, but that's on them to figure out. I, what was I going to say? Um, you were calculated. I was calculated in that I was like, all right, whatever. These people are paying my salary. They won't let me work on anybody because they're nervous about me meeting people. Yeah. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to work on my business. Oh, shit. Yep. And I am becoming the LA facialist because I wasn't the LA facialist at that point. So I you're didn't just want your name. I was radiant skin and wellness. Love that. And so I was like, I cannot see you that like, no. even though every, your packaging is like radiant AF and all that, but like you are the LA facialist. I am the LA facialist, but she was born because of these two scenarios that I was put in. And finally I had had multiple conversations like, Hey, I'm not happy. You guys aren't letting me like work. Like, let's come on. Like, I want to do this. I want to build this business with you, whatever, whatever. Finally, one day I just, I had a wild hair that day and I went in and I was like, you are wasting my time and youth and passion and talent. I am such an asset and you guys are literally treating me like I'm a fucking like dead weight. Like you aren't letting me do what you hired me to do. And so I got to go and I walked out and the doctor actually looked at me and he was like, I have a feeling you're going to become way bigger than me one day. And I was like, yeah, I am. I love <laughs> and I walked out and okay. So I walk out like ballsy, yeah. you know, like I'm, where'd you go? I want to know where you went after you <laughs> left. Like, I know it was somewhere crazy where you were like, I'm drinking shots. Like, what did you do? You know, I had walked out of another job when I was young and I did that that time. <laughs> yeah, I did. I got <laughs> fucked up. But this time I was like, I walked to Olga Lorenzen. She's yes, one of my mentors. Love her. love her. I walked in the street. I'm like, hey, uh, I just walked out of my job. I have like clients that want to come see me. Like, can I get a can I get a room here? Can I get a room? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> and she, of course, I always say she took me in like a stray cat and she was like, babe, yes, like uh, anything you need. So thank God for Olga. I literally wouldn't be anywhere without her. She's and you still work with Olga all the time. You guys do tons of stuff together, which yes. that is, to me, like, you know, I love you regardless, but that's such a true testament of who you are as a person because so many people, they make it big and they forget about the people who like took them in. Like Mary mm-hmm. was on the fucking donkey <laughs> and she's like, there's like, there's no room at the end. And you're like, bitch, I just need a manger like to do yeah. some facials up in this piece. And she did. And you guys are still to this day so close. And I Very. love that because I think there's so many people in all walks of life in all industries, but mostly the beauty industry where it's just like this dog eat dog, mm-hmm. climbing, scratching, clawing bullshit. And, you, mm-hmm. and you've never been that way. And that's no. why you are who the fuck you are. Well, Honestly. thank you. And yeah, like, and so many estheticians, you would be surprised by how many of the big names actually got their start with Olga really? under her, under her manger. Wow. She took every, like, she's just taken everybody in and she's been that type of person that's wanted to see other people succeed. And if she's had some success, she wants to share that. And so she's been one of my biggest role models because that's the type of person I want to be. That's the type of boss I want to be. So 
I mean, she, I owe a lot to her and I'm very, very grateful for that relationship. And the fact that she was just like, yeah, of course, like I got you come in. What do you need? Set me up. Like she, thank God. So that is where the LA facialist was born. That is kind of the journey I was going through and I'm on the other side of it now. And, and things obviously when you're building it, there's ups and downs. So I'm not saying like every single day is absolute perfection because it's not, but I am in such a happy place because I know that every single day I'm showing up for me and not for somebody that doesn't value me. Yes. Cause it's, there's nothing worse than that feeling. And I've been there before when I've had bosses the same exact way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just so awful just to be in that environment. And you are such an empath, just like I am. Mm-hmm. That's what, when you were saying the thing about like, and then I would project a vomit and then I would do that. I'm like, I have done, I've made myself sick. That's yeah. like one of my calling cards. It's like, I feel stress. I feel overwhelmed. I feel like whatever. And then I like physically manifest illness in my body. It's just mm-hmm. like my, it's my jam. And mm-hmm. I don't want to be like that anymore. And I know that you don't want to be like that anymore. So we had to leave those places where it was not helping us become the next best version of ourselves. And Olga obviously helps you nurture that, which that's such an awesome, I love that story and I adore her. Me too. I'm, it's, you know what? And even though those were really dark days and really challenging and trying scenarios to be in, I wouldn't take them back because it motivated me. It aligned me and made me see how do I want to show up? How do I want to make people feel? How do I want to feel? You know, just really taking accountability for the way that we present ourselves in the world and the way we interact with people, it it does impact others. And so if I take nothing from those places, um, it's just like, how do I want other people to feel after interacting with me? Yes. And when they lay on that bed and they have that experience with you, this, a lot of people probably walked into your you know, your place feeling like overwhelmed and anxious, like they're stressed out or whatever, and they're going to have this incredible experience. And then when they leave and they just like, they're glowing and they're happy and they're, they don't have that same stress energy, that must make you feel so fulfilled. For sure. That's like one of the biggest components. Like, yes, we're treating skin, but physical touch and energy exchange is also so it's, it's a treatment in itself. And so the fact that I get to do all of that together and just see how it impacts people is really like why I love this. Now, did you, were you always like that? Or when you became the LA facialist, was that when you really started thinking about like the actual experience itself? Because, and the reason why I'm asking you is I coach a lot of women in the beauty industry, right? Mm -hmm. Hair, nails, lashes, skin, you know, the whole gamut. And so many of them, they hate what they do, even though they're so freaking talented. And like, I'll say to people sometimes, well, what do you hate about what you do? And they'll say, well, you know, people come in and they lay on my bed and they bitch and complain the whole time. And then I bitch about my life and it's just this big bitch fest. And then it's like, okay. And I said, well, what if like, and this is just how I roll. It's like, what if like the person comes in and you maybe light some Palo Santo and some candles and put on some nice music and just say, let's not talk. Let's just have you lay here and breathe, deep, take deep breaths and, you know, like whatever. We don't have to talk about like my baby mama drama and the kid, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. don't you feel like a lot of women in the beauty industry, especially, especially women, men too, but especially women is they think that like, oh, when I go to my hairdresser, I just bitch and complain for two hours while I get my hair done. And it's like, Mm -hmm. what if the, and then I think about you and I'm like, I always go back to you because I know that that's not how you hold court. 
in your office. So what would be like your advice to these women who are like, I hate my beauty industry job, even though they're so freaking talented and knowing that most of the reason why they hate it is because they're allowing that yucky, low vibrational frequency energy into their space. Like what would you tell those people? I mean, I will literally just physically put something over their lips, like sealing your mouth shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, um, I love it. Oh, you mean like those little lip things? The like, jelly like, masks. Yes. Or, I'm like, nah, nah, <laughs> shutting your eyes and your lips. No, um, I think people do come into my space wanting to actually shut down. And yes, I have people that I have a relationship and we talk and everything, but there are definite moments of extended silence, no matter how close I am with somebody, because it really is a time for them to recharge. And also I, I really don't do my best work when we're having conversation. Like I like to be in the moment and really just feeling it. But I guess my best advice would be is like, own your space, own your room, when you're greeting somebody, let them know like, Hey, if you have questions that come up, like I'm happy to explain them, but this is your time. And I really want you to use this to either be educated. So yes, let's have a conversation if it's about this or just really disconnect and use this as a moment of self-care because most of us aren't getting facials every day or massages or whatever it might be. That's your moment of self-care. Like don't allow the your space to become people's venting situation because they're not paying you enough to be their psychiatrist. <laughs> if you want me to help you, if you want me to help you with your problems, like I will charge you what accordingly. Uh, yes. So that's, that's where, that's what I've kind of done. And, and people don't use me as that. Like, yes, people want advice or they want to chat a little bit, but people are coming because they know they're going to leave feeling so much lighter yes. and better just with being in my energy alone. Yeah. I remember one time I brought my mom to um, the Woodstock Inn in Vermont just for like a long weekend, right? And I was like, oh, we're going to go to the spa. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And my mom is like a black, like she's just a chatterbox and she Mm -hmm. will just know like your whole life story, all your children's names. If you have a lower lumbar slip disc, like she'll know that L4, it's L4, you know? And I said, I said, Terry, when you go into this room with this, it was, she was having a facial shut the actual fuck up. Like I'm not paying $500 for you to get this facial. That's not even worth $500 because it's not with you. It was just like some, with some random person, right? Right. They always upcharge you more when you're going to a spa like that. For sure. And she's like, I will, I will. I won't say a word. I won't say a word. And she came downstairs and she was like, oh my God, this poor woman, she has seven children. She's telling me this whole lady's life story. And I wanted to fucking wring her neck. And then she's like, I'm so, I'm not even, she says to me, I'm not even relaxed. I was like, of course you're not fucking relaxed. I'm not fucking relaxed. I'm really not relaxed now that I have to pay this bill after the knowing like that you got nothing out of it because you right. have no fucking boundaries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you yeah, know boundaries. That's um that's I think the biggest thing in the beauty industry. There's like not a lot of boundaries. Do you agree mm-hmm. with that? I feel like that's the biggest thing in life. I feel like when <laughs> yes, you lack that's very true. When you lack boundaries, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, what type of relationship you're in. If you do not have strong boundaries, like you just get like depleted in every way. So yeah. Did you ever feel like that though in your industry? Like that you didn't have like maybe the wisdom yet of how to act with your clientele and you would allow them to kind of walk all over you or maybe, you know, not adhere to like your cancellation policy or come late or, you know, these little things Mm -hmm. that all of us people in the beauty industry and the service industry deal with. Yeah. You know, I think I've always been pretty respectful of myself and my own worth and my own time, minus the situation where I worked for that sociopath yeah, for a year. Right. But, <laughs> yep. 
but um, in general, I think I've had good boundaries and self-love and self-respect to not let people disrespect me. Of course, I'm like a human being. And like, if somebody calls me, they're literally like, somebody died and I'm not coming. I'm not like, you have to pay because I'm also a human being and I want to treat people fairly. Absolutely. And especially after working in that place where like somebody could literally have died and they won't like refund you. Like you could show up for, or you could miss your surgery because you literally got into a car accident and you are at the hospital right now and they will charge you for your Mm -hmm. $70,000 procedure that you're not getting. No fucks given. I don't want to be that person, but I, I'm just, I always just suss it out, right? Like I am very good at reading people and seeing if people are bullshitting me or if they're being genuine. Yes. And so I'm, that's just how I operate. I, pretty much everything in my life has been a decision based on a gut reaction, which I love. Yeah. Walking out of my job, all the people that I've hired, it's been a gut reaction. Like I just feel that this is right. And so maybe I'm not the smartest business owner, but I am doing it from a place of being very authentic. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. So, okay. So you're, you're in the manger with Olga. You're wrapped (laughs) in the swaddling cloth. Okay. The three wise men are bringing you (laughs) frankincense and myrrh. Um, And then when did you really start to see yourself like really take off and become Candice Marino, the LA facialist that you are today? So how long did it take? It happened really rapidly. And this is my message to anybody listening. When you leave the things that are no longer serving you and you show up for yourself and you truly love yourself enough to walk away from whatever it is, whether it's a relationship, an ex-boss, whatever, everything comes together the way it should. And it comes together rapidly. Like the, the growth that I had was rapid. I mean, I started my business with no money. Like I didn't have any fucking money. I was, I was making good money at that past job because I was working like a slave, but then I spent it just as fast as I made it. Cause I was trying to make myself not hate my fucking life. So yes. I would go to the Waldorf Astoria and get a crazy massage and then go up to the roof and order a bottle of champagne and eat the best hot dog ever. Every weekend that was my, that was my escape. So I was spending just as much as I was making. So when I started my business, I didn't have a fucking pot to piss and I didn't have savings. I remember going to Olga's and I'm, she agreed to me that I didn't have to pay up front for the rent, that she would just take a little portion of the, the, like a percentage. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really good way for me to do that. Cause I had no fucking money. I was such a loser. Whatever. No, you know what? Like, I actually love my old self. I was so irresponsible. I was just, I was, I was truly a free fucking spirit and a wild, wild girl. And I got to remember that we have to remember those girls because I have a, I have one like that too. I think of the shit that I did and I'm like, how the fuck are you still alive, bitch? Do you have a name for her? No, but she needs one. Mine's name was Penny and Penny (laughs) would come out in full force. Penny, she was just honestly a mythological creature <laughs> in the flesh. But I so I, I, I was trying to retire Penny and I had Penny was kind of on the back burner, but she would show up here and there. So I remember getting to Olga. She's like, okay, I'm not going to, you're not going to owe anything up front. I'm like, great. I remember placing my first skincare order. It was like $2,000. And I'm like, how will I ever pay for this? How will I ever sell this shit? I sold it in two days and had to call and get more. So I was like, okay, like this is actually working like, okay. And then I was marketing myself just through Instagram. And I was like, Hey, I work for myself now. Like come see me for a facial. And I'm telling you, 
the amount of people that were like, we've been wanting you to do this. Like clients were like, we've wanted you to leave that place. We didn't want to come to see you there, but we loved your treatment or people just really wanting to support someone doing it on their own. And people I, you know, from all over all walks of life and even like big celebrities and influencers and people that I'm like, how do you know who I am wanting to come see me? Like I started booking my schedule and I was, I was fully booked and I'm like, wait, this is insane that I was afraid to do this on my own, that I thought I needed to be with somebody who had already made it to build myself up. And so it's just so fucking cool to like, look back and see like where I was and what I had programmed my mind to believe, even though I was like a girl of abundance, that's why I could freely spend and like have $0 and be like, it's going to be fine. I'll have more money another day. You know, like I've always had that sense of like abundant nature and belief in myself. And just for some reason, knowing something really cool is happening. My life is going to be dope. I just don't know how it's going to happen. So then looking back and following that breadcrumb trail to see where I was and where I am now is insane. I I mean, I'm like, I'm just thinking of like all, all of that. And like, my head is literally going to explode because you hit, well, you hit so many freaking amazing points, but the number one thing that literally made my nipples so hard that they could legit cut glass right now is, and I think everyone needs to hear this, especially from someone like you, who's like done the darn thing, right? Mm -hmm. Trust the fucking universe, man. Yes. Like that was the one thing that I was rooted in is just the blind faith and the trust in God and the trust in the universe. And I remember having no fucking money and having horrible circumstances because I was penny and irresponsible. Right. And just being like, you know what? I fucked up again. I have an eviction notice on my door again, (laughs) but I know that I am going to be okay and it's going to work out. And it, and it has, and my friends always joke. They're like, you have nine lives. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm on my 12th life. Like (laughs) I have, I have seen and done so many different things. There's been so many versions of this human form of me in this lifetime. And then I know there's been so many other lives beyond this actual physical one, but yeah, it's just really insane. And I'm, I'm, I have to say, I am really proud of myself. You damn right. Should be. I mean, everything that you did was not easy. No. And I always tell, even not even in a business standpoint, I'm talking about maybe a relationship standpoint, right? Where someone's like, well, I'm with this guy and he like beats the fuck out of me and like he control, you know, like you hear these stories, yeah, right? Like he controls sure. my money. He literally calls me fat all the time and tells me I'm no good and no one will ever love me. And I know that there's someone else out there for me, but like, I just am so afraid of being alone. And I always tell people, you only have like so much room in your life to fill with energy. And mm-hmm. if this human is taking up all of that love energy from your life. How are you going to make room for someone else amazing to come in? And it's the same thing with business, with money, with friendship, with anything. It's like, if you would have stayed at that other place and just said, fuck it, I'm just going to suck it up and do this. You that none of this would have ever transpired. And who knows if you would even still be doing skin. I would be on a fucking chemotherapy drip right now. And I would not be doing skin because Number one, I was physically making myself ill, and I totally believe that that is where like cancers form. A million. So, percent. I just had so, this conversation with my husband this morning. He's like, "Do you think every time you get mad, it releases 
like, you know, cancer causing and cortisol. And I was like, yes, what the fuck? Of course it does. It's a hormone, dude. And Mm -hmm. your body can only handle that fight or flight response for so long before your cells in your body is like, yo, this Mm -hmm. ain't cool no more. Like, Mm -hmm. we got to figure shit out. And that's when people are like, yo, I have cancer or I have this crazy weird illness and or this autoimmune disease. And for sure, 99% of it is fucking caused by stress. By stress. And so, yes, I would be there. Like I would be physically ill. And also, even though I love skin, he was making me resent it. I hated it. I was like, and I'm a happy person. Like I said, like, I love what I do. And people would be like, explain this to me. And I would literally be like, fuck, like, I don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. Like it was, it, it being unhappy there made me unhappy in what I'm so passionate about. And so yeah. uh, it's, it is crazy how that can manifest into every aspect of your life. Even the things that have nothing to do with it, even in dealing with my own family who I love and adore and want to be around, they would ask me a question. I would snap. I was, I was turning in, you become what you are around. I was turning slowly into this little demon. Oh, I've been <laughs> there before, dude. It's like when you hang, when you hang around the shit pit, Mm-hmm. You, you're going to be covered with shit. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it goes. And people just don't, they can't understand that concept. So I'm so grateful that you said what you said about you would be sick if you didn't leave that and you would have, you wouldn't be who you are today. Right. right. Like, so congratulations because that takes a lot of courage and a lot of bravery. I've done it before. I know how hard it is. But just like you, when I said, I'm not going to work for this fucking tyrant anymore, you know, like controlling my money. I remember my grandmother who was like, you know how close I was with my grandmother and she was dying of pancreatic cancer. And um, I wanted to go to New Jersey, like be with her when she passed away. But I had to work the next day at the gym that I was working at. And I called my boss and I said, "Um, you know, my grandmother's probably going to pass away tonight. I really want to go to Jersey and just be with her. And she goes, either you get your fucking ass into this gym in the morning or you do not have a fucking job. Do you understand me? And I went into that gym and I probably was there maybe for a couple more weeks and she fired me just because it was, then I was just a resentful cunt and I was just pissed off all the time. And my energy was probably wacky too. And she was probably like, damn, this is too much. But it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. I remember leaving that gym, tears in my eyes, driving my little shitty Nissan Pathfinder with like 250,000 miles on it, like fucking falling apart. And I remember like driving into this like off the side of the road in Wellesley on Route 9. Mm-hmm. And I had tears in my eyes and I just like pulled over because I was like, I'm going to get a fucking car accident because I can't even see. I was so hysterical. And I looked up, swear to God, I looked up and it said like for sale, for lease. And it was like this little kind of, I, I guess it would be like a little business park kind of thing where they, you know, there was um, there was a plastic surgeon there and there was a sleep medicine place downstairs and whatever. And I just on my phone, like in my notes, like took down the number called them and I was there like a month later, like renovating the whole thing. I had no money. I had nothing. I had to take loans like and then look at like six months later, I had the roster of all roster of women in Massachusetts Mm -hmm. and I had my own television show and then I found my husband like everything just went so fast, so quick. And it was because the universe was like, oh, aren't you a cutie pie? Look at you. I'm going to you just did a good thing because you were brave and courageous. Now we're going to throw you a bone. And then it just spiraled. And then I became who I am today. And it's the same mm-hmm. freaking story. Just I wasn't an esthetician. I was, you know, a, a nutritionist and a, and a coach. 
but it's the same story. And it just goes to show you like when you take that leap and you're like, I don't know who's going to catch me. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen, but I trust that the universe truly has my back. Cause you know, you know, the, the whole spiritual bullshit, like trust the universe, peace, Mm -hmm. love and hair grease. And you're like, what does that fucking mean? Show me what the fuck that means. And the people that usually tell you to trust the universe have never fucking trusted the universe one day in their goddamn life. (laughs) Right. So they have no business telling anyone to trust the universe. But with someone like you and I, we have really, truly done it. And we've proved that this shit works. Mm -hmm. And people are still afraid to do the thing. I feel like when you, you have to kind of, you have to just put yourself and throw yourself into things, right? But I feel like the universe once you prove it to the universe that you aren't going to take less than your, your worth and you're not going to allow people to hold you back and you're not going to stay in the shit. I feel like everything happens so quickly. Cause it's like, all right, you know, better, you are smart. Like at, it just feels like everything in your life changes. It's like, you kind of have to prove it to the universe, prove it to yourself and then prove it to the universe and the universe takes care of it. So true. But people are just so afraid. They just like, it it makes me angry sometimes. And I get sad because I see people and I know that you're the same way. You see people's potential more than they see their own potential. Right. And that's a hard place to be because it's like, I almost want it more for them than they want it for themselves. Always. It's like in skincare, right? Like someone comes in, they have cystic acne and you're like, dude, stop eating flaming hot Cheetos. Stop drinking beer, right? Like you're, you have a fucking candida overgrowth and you're not using the right shit. Like you're using St. Ives apricot scrub and fucking mm-hmm. Seabreeze. Remember that shit? I love Seabreeze. Do you oh remember my that God. shit? Yes. It's like my one guilty pleasure that I should be embarrassed about, but I like, no, I, I, I used use to douse. It? No, I mean, I like, I, I'm going to buy a bottle. I'm going to, I think we should. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I used to cover my whole body in it. Cause you know how it tingled? Cause oh. I grew up on, I grew up in new England. So like, yeah. I was like sweating my ass off, you know, in the summers, it gets so humid and I would coat myself oh. in it before bed every day. Just dry your skin summer. out to high, holy hell. Like just yes. pull every last <laughs> bit of moisture out. Right. For but sure. You're, but you're, these bitches are coming and saying this to you and you're like, no, you want to do this. You want to do that. And then you see that they can have the good skin, but they don't right. want to fucking listen to you. You're not going to go over their house and be like, okay, Molly, let's exfoliate with right. this. Let's like not go to bed with like 50 fucking pounds of, you know, drag race makeup on before you go to bed. Like, let's wash your face. Let's do it. You know, and it's the same exact thing when right. you tell people, yo, um, get rid of this fucking bozo guy that you're dating. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of that job. It's toxic as fuck. But, but they don't want the it. Thing. People, even if you can see so clearly, and this happens to me a lot, like I'll be in scenarios with friends or clients or whatever, where they're telling me all these things. And I'm like, I see all the fucking red flags. I can predict exactly what is going to happen in your life because of this scenario. And it always comes true, but it doesn't matter how, and they always want your advice and they never take it. Right. It doesn't matter how you, how much you can see this until they see that. And until they love themselves and have the self-worth to take action You cannot, you know, you can promise them. You could say, I'm a fucking psychic and I know that tomorrow this will happen and they won't, they won't believe you even when they ask you for the advice. Oh, a hundred percent. You said it. And I think that that's when people like us have to just be like, I'm just going to detach. I'm going to do my best when I see you. I'm going to give you the best experience possible. Mm -hmm. But once we're done, you go your separate way and I go mine and there's no more like of that energetic sucking because right. that happens too. I'm sure you have that too. Like you'll do like a facial on someone and then all of a sudden your DMs, it's like, 
oh, um, I have this weird thing that just like popped up on my face. Like, I'm sure people do this to you all the time, right? All the time. (laughs) Tell me about that because that's another thing too, is I think a lot of people see people like you and I and they're like, oh my God, they must just have it so easy. No one must bother them. No one must be like on their case. It's the opposite. What is what we were talking about this a little bit before we get on the podcast today, but what do you think is one of the hardest things about being in the public eye, being a service provider in the public eye, being famous because everyone knows who you are, right? Like, what do you think is the hardest thing about having an online business and being a public figure? Well, I think it's really hard to keep those boundaries because you want to show up and you want to be kind and you want to help people, but you also don't want to be taken advantage of. And when you're expending energy nonstop, whether it's in person, online, in the DMs, whatever, you have nothing to give yourself. And so I do struggle with that. Like people ask me the most idiotic questions. Like, how do I book an appointment? Well, if I were you and I was looking to book an appointment, I would go to that person's website and find out. Like, it's the dumb questions that really irritate me. They really, really Is it dumb or is it like lazy? It is lazy. I think it's lazy because I think these people are fucking smart and I think that a lot of them are entitled and they're like, oh my God, she's a service provider and she should be just like doing this for me. And it's like, people do the same thing to me. They're like, how do I purchase such and such? I'm like, in the link that I just put on my fucking Instagram, in the email that I just sent out. And I mean, come on, go to my fucking website. What the hell? I've had a few moments where I've like popped off and I just, and I don't say it to this person directly, but I put it in my stories. I used to do this all the time. And I love this. I love this, Candice. If you are not smart enough to figure out how to book an appointment, you are not smart enough to follow my protocol and to be my client. And I know that's harsh, but it's like, I don't want to be dealing with people that are so lazy that they can't fucking look up a phone number or email. And I or they're understand. like, where are you located? It's like, Google it, bet. Yeah. I've literally had people be like, Hey, are you in Miami? Are you based out of Miami? I'm like, what about the LA facialist? Made you think that I was in Miami? Like, Oh my what? God. I cannot. People I just, are wild. It is. I just, I think that Instagram has done so much for my business. I I credit a lot to it. It, It's helped so many of us, but it's also created such a lazy, disgusting culture of people that cannot hold their own weight. And they think, and they act like you owe them. Like you should. Like if I'm sliding into your DMs and I'm asking you about Seabreeze or fucking Noxema, you need to answer me and you need to do it now because I have people that they'll DM me, they'll they'll, um, email me, Mm-hmm. Then they'll go on my app and they'll inbox me on my app and then they'll inbox my my online business manager like, oh, maybe she can get to Katie. Right. And it's never like death, life or death. It's always like the dumbest ass, laziest ass shit that you can freaking shake a stick at. Right. It's so annoying. So I'm it's, glad that you, so you go through this a lot. I go through it on the daily and I just have to also be sensitive and remember that if I have talked about it before, maybe they didn't hear it. Or maybe even though I know it and I think everybody knows it, they don't know it. So I try to also be patient because I don't want to be an asshole. I'm genuinely a nice person, but I really respect and really appreciate when people come to me and they're like, Hey, like I, I'm, I want to ask you a question, not like I need to know this or, you know, when it comes from a place of like, I I'm, I'm supposed to serve you. I'm like, no, absolutely not. When someone just DMs you price question mark. (laughs) I'm like, you can't afford it. (laughs) Dude, I want to wrap my labia lips around them and suffocate them. Yeah, like I just them. see myself just drowning them in my vagina. 
I, yeah. I get so angry. And I'm just like, because you know what it is? And I know you, we would never do that to another person. Ever. Like sometimes Ever. I'm like the audacity of people. And my husband will say to me, you know what your biggest problem is? He goes, you expect everyone, you expect you from everyone. I know. And I'm I like, I know it's, it's one of my to- most toxic traits. Like, I'm just like, I'm such a good person. I'm so kind and generous and loving. Everyone should just be like me. And then when people don't show up like that, I get so angry and I get like, I get flabbergasted and my, and Matt will be like, why, why does this flabbergast you? Like this yeah. is normal human behavior. I don't know why you get so up in arms about it. And I'm just like, I don't understand why people don't understand. I say that exact thing all the time. I don't know why people don't know. Uh, I say that exact thing We're all the, the same time. Person. We know we really are. Cause we probably go through the same exact things. And I always love listening to podcasts where the interview will say to the interviewee, like, tell me like what you struggle with and how you deal with it. Because I feel like so many podcasts are always like, tell me your story and tell me like all the fancy, beautiful and great things. Mm-hmm. But the people that are going to listen that are in the service industry, especially in the beauty industry, and I have tons of people that listen to the podcast that are, they want to know like, oh my God, yes, she goes through the same thing. And I know that misery, I don't like the whole misery loves company situation, but it's just so nice to know like someone at your caliber and level are going through the same things of like a young aesthetic, you know, someone who just like got out of aesthetic school Mm -hmm. and they have two clients right? and they have the most annoying two clients in the whole entire fucking world, you know? (laughs) And then what happens is, as you know, it just exacerbates itself because then you have 500 of the most annoying clients in the world. And then you have like a hundred that are like really Mm -hmm. amazing or whatever. And it's always, you know, I always talk about like in Outwitting the Devil, that that book that I always Mm -hmm. talk about, it's the 98% against the 2%. So even though people are paying a lot of money to work with you, a lot of money to work with me, 98% of my clientele are going to, they're never going to get better. They're always right. going to stay the same. And it doesn't mean that I'm not good at what I do because of that. And I don't know if that ever, you ever feel like that sometimes, like, or you have in the past, like maybe if I just work a little bit harder, or I help them a little bit more then they'll like, their skin will get better or the, whatever. Have you ever felt like that in the past? Um, yeah, but people that don't want to help themselves never will. Like you can go to all the top people in the world, but until you implement their teachings to your daily life practice, you will stay the same stagnant human being that you are. Yeah. Do you feel like a lot of people come to you because they think that you're going to work miracles on their skin in one facial? And then they're like, what do you mean? I still have blackheads or what do you mean? I still have cystic acne. I feel like I, that yes, used to happen, but now I have such an elevated clientele where they're mostly coming to me for the experience. And it's not so much like they, they know that it's not, there's no miracle, right? They know that they're coming and they just want to be there having the treatment from me. It's not like she's going to cure everything and it's going to be fine. Like, yes, in the past, like when I was younger in this career, I would get a lower paying price point customer that comes in and they're like, okay, well, I have this much money to spend. Like it needs to be perfect, you know? So that, yes, I have experienced previously, but where I'm at now and the clientele that I have now, they're realistic. They understand that I don't see that many people. So they're valuing their time with me. They're listening to my protocol. They're following along. And they know that if I they come back to me and they aren't, I can tell if you're listening and following. Right. If you're not, then I'm not going to see you again. So I don't deal with that anymore. I love my clients dearly. It's more the annoying Instagram people mm-hmm. that like the looky-loos, like yeah. the people that are just like watching. And, and I bet a lot of uh, people in the aesthetics world are jealous of you. 
and they want to like be like, you don't know what you're talking about. Or like people, do people come for you sometimes that are also estheticians? Oh yeah. I mean, you, you've seen me clap back at people on that I love too. it. It's like my favorite. It's just, it boggles my mind that anybody would go and write something to another human being let it, like even if it's an, on an anonymous account, but on their own personal real account, it makes me, I don't understand how somebody would want to appear to be so sad and yeah. bored and yep. pathetic to mm-hmm. do that. But yeah, I've had a few people. And the sad thing for me is that it's been the people that I've really tried to genuinely help. There's been three people out here in the industry that I've done a lot for and I've like given them a recommendation or connected them with a brand that didn't want to work with them or got them a job or just generously did something nice for them. And, um, all of those people have done really horrible things to me, said things publicly about me when I haven't warranted any drama with them, but it's sad. And I'm not a jealous person. I will say that's one of my best traits. Like I'm, I'm really happy for people when good things happen. And I know that when I'm happy for people, good things happen for me. So I don't look like she, she got that. Now I won't get that. Like when I see another esthetician get a really huge opportunity, like there's an esthetician that I follow named Sean Garrett and he got this huge, he's like the global educator for Dior, the esthetician partner. I don't know the title, but I looked at that and I was like, Hell yes. This is so amazing because Mm -hmm. now all of the rest of us get those opportunities because you opened up that door. Yes. But I know that I've signed on with brands and I've had those roles with brands and people are like, oh, I can't believe she would do that with that brand. That's a Sephora brand. And I'm like, I think that this is fucking cool that a brand that's at Sephora, that's at this level, that is by this huge company wants to work with me. So it's like you, you can see. I guess it it is jealousy when people behave that way, when they can't just be happy for you. Like you don't have to believe in the product or believe in what I say and what I'm doing, but at least like be happy for me that I'm living my, my truth. And I'm, and I'm happy for myself. I love this. But you know what, Candace, that's why they don't have shit. That's right. why they don't have shit. Like every person, cause I've had the same story as you, just different players coming for me, yeah. talking shit, being haters, whatever, spreading gossip and rumors. And guess what? Like I always say to my husband, in the end, I always fucking win. Mm-hmm. I always win. Every time everyone, anyone in the world has ever come for me in like a public way or really tried to hurt me or besmirch me, like it may ruffle some shit in the interim, but in the mm-hmm. long term, like they never fucking make it. They never win. They never go to the next level. They never become who they want to be because they're doing it fucking dirty. You can't mm-hmm. do shit dirty. You got to be pure of heart. Yeah. Can you be scrappy and can you be like, you know, have to be in that hustle grinding mentality when you first start? Absolutely. But you don't fucking step on other people to get to where you're going. And I've right. never done that. I know you haven't either. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And they're like, you know, doing what they're doing, which is right. for a lot of those Being people is not much. Pathetic basement dwellers. Mediocre Cheeto fingers. Cheeto fingers. Cheeto fingers. They're like in their basement with their fucking braces and they're like, Candice Marino's a piece of shit. And oh, mom, meatloaf. You know, it's like, yeah. that's the energy and we're not that. And that's, no. that's why we can't understand them because we're not on the same fucking wavelength, dude. Right. So it's right. Like, stop. You know, my husband will always say to me, stop saying these loop questions to yourself. You're never going to figure out these motherfuckers because like they're them and you're you. And I'm like, oh, it's just hard. And to it's such that. a good place to be though. Absolutely. Like I would rather be me taking the, 
you know, the abuse that is unwarranted than be so miserable that I want to try to make other people feel bad or, you know, stir up chaos, you know? Have you ever had a nightmare client that you had to legit fire? Uh, yeah, I have. (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. I've had a few, I've had a few, but this comes back to being in that toxic place, which attracted that type of person. Yeah. I don't have that anymore. I really don't have that anymore. Um, I had one person recently who she was just a really gross person. (laughs) Energetically energetically yeah came in was like oh my god i saw you from this influencer that i follow and da 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 and like knew everything about like Ooh. my life and my relationship with Red this flag. it was a little weird and then she actually was one of those people that wanted a miracle and it didn't happen and she's blaming the products and blaming me and saying that she had to go to a dermatologist and spend thousands of dollars and i'm like great send me the receipts like if that's true like i will i will help you with that you know like just like creating lies to enhance her story so that she could get her money back from me. And she was like, if you don't get, give me my money back, I'm going to do a chargeback on Amex. I'm like, you are so disgusting. I called her. I'm like, I will gladly give you your money back. Cause I do not want to ever deal with you ever again. I love you. Like, I love you. Go, go. You know, did you end up giving her money back? Yes. I was like, you, I don't want your disgusting money. Oh like, my God. Cause the I money's do- not even worth the fucking hassle. Cause it's no. just like, I don't, I just want to cut all cords, all yeah. ties with you because your energetic energy yeah. is so yucky. I have a girl, um, who does microblading and she's like a huge teacher out here on the East coast. And she was talking to me yesterday and she was talking to me about a client just like that, who was like, you need to like put extra strokes of the microblade in this part. And she was like, dude, you can't. It's like on your orbital orbital bone or whatever the fuck. Yeah. It's going to shrink. It's going to look like shit. I'm a professional. I'm not going to make you look crazy because you're going to mm-hmm. come for me in a year when all your eyebrows look nuts. Yeah. And she, she was like threatening her and all these different things. And I was just like, dude, honestly, don't keep entertaining this shit. Like you got to cut that shit off right because you know you don't want bad reviews right you don't want people to be like they she fucked up my eyebrows and she Mm -hmm. fucked up my skin but then it's like what's worse a bad review or having to like keep putting yourself in this energy with this person putting and i talk about this a lot anytime you're doing hands-on work which you do Mm -hmm. which you know anybody in the beauty industry does they're touching people's hair they're touching people's face when you touch people's physical bodies the energy exchanges a thousand times more deep than just like talking to someone, Mm -hmm. you know? So when you're touching their third eye and you're touching their crown and you're doing all this stuff with them, like you, if you aren't like protecting yourself, that's probably why also you used to probably get sick too, because all those people's energies was like glomming into your energy. For sure. You taught me about the cloaking and doing that whole ritual. And I've done that now too. But yes, I've noticed too. And sometimes it still does happen, even though I said, I really do genuinely love my clients. They're amazing. They're all interesting. They're not like soul suckers. Um, cause I just won't see that type of person anymore, but sometimes I'll come back home after a day of working and I'll be like, Ugh, I just don't feel right. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. But I'll be like, they had something going on and I absorbed that energy. So yes. whether they were sad or had something happening, a loss, whatever, even if we're not going through that conversationally, I can, I absorb that energy Absolutely. very easily. Cause how do you fix that? How do you f- personally? I have to just come home and shake it off and tell myself like, that is not yours to handle. That is not your energy. Mm. That is just something that you are, you know, in like surrounded by. And yes. I just have to like, 
literally see myself getting rid of it. And I also have this practice. I do it at the end of like my yoga practices. And then also like anytime I just need to like clear my energy and I envision a laser and it'll be whatever color I see in my mind's eye. So it could be red one day, blue the the next day. I see this laser going from the tips of my toes, scanning all the way through my body. And I literally see and think about that individual piece of my body. And I think of it killing every negative energy, every cancerous cell, any bacteria, anything that is not like harmful to me, anything not serving me, anything that is in my body or around my body that needs to be let go of. And so I zap it and then I get to the top. And I release it through the top of my head. And then I think of a different color laser, like, and it's usually like pink or yellow or something warm and pretty. And it goes back through and it's filling my body up with love and regenerating and nourishing every cell with nutrients and love and good energy and happiness and joy. And then I go all the way to the tips of my toes. And then I see my feet grounding into the earth Mm -hmm. and... That's how I get rid of. That's like the best practice. I love that. I mean, I have like my own practices too, but like yeah. that is really good. I think that a lot of women out there are going to adopt that because it's just like, it is so easy. It's so easy. You don't easy. need a fucking ayahuasca ceremony. You don't need a shaman. No. Just no. do your, do your damn And it self. just, it literally just dawned on me like, um, like two months ago in a yoga class at the end. And I just got into yoga. I was like, I fucking hate yoga. I don't uh, like this. Da, da, da. Like I was one of those people. I know oh, yeah. I'm like loving I it. I love yoga. But I just thought of this one day and it's been in my practice ever since. Like if I'm feeling off, if I'm not feeling energized, if I, you know, just am having a day where I'm like, ew, like what's going on around me? I got to shake this off. That's what I visualize. And I'm telling you, it makes me feel so much better. Oh my God. I'm going to use that. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to adopt this. I think it's good. I love it. So genius. So since you are now the LA facialist, what have been some of like the highlights of your new found career? Like like the coolest things, highlights, just like things that you're like, I never thought this was possible. I mean, I got flown to India to do facials on like all of these like Bollywood. Just recently, right? I saw it on your Instagram. In October. Yeah. This woman who owns this, um, this store called Les Mille, it's like a, it's like a multi-brand high-end fashion. Like they're selling like Saint Laurent. Oh yeah. Like it's like very high-end, um, couture stuff. Um, she came to me in LA. She was like, I love your facial. We have nothing like this in India. Like I want to bring you to India. And I'm like, okay. Cause people say shit like that oh, to me all the time. All the time blows and it never, never yeah, happens. Never. I got an email like the, the following Monday, like, hi, like when can you come like from her company? And I was like, wait, this Holy is happening. Shit. So I got to go there and I was working on like the most fabulous people. And let me tell you, like I, I have to admit, I never was like India's like top of my list for travel. Like it just wasn't because I have an extensive list that wasn't on it. And I'm so glad I got to go because I really saw a part of life that I would have never seen. And these people live really awesome, amazing, beautiful lives. And I love the culture. Everything about it was just incredible. I'm still on a high from it. I can't wait to go back. But yeah, the fact that like, this woman came to me and then brought me to India. I was like, wait, who is this person? Like, so freaking I can't believe that that happened to me. So that, um, I've been asked to speak for some of the like biggest skincare brands, like, and be an educator for them. Um, I'm a spokesperson for Fortuna skin and for fresh beauty, which are some huge brands. Like the fact that they look to me for like to educate the masses is really an honor. So I didn't think that I would be able to do stuff like this. I just thought like, oh, my, my life as an esthetician is going to be like 
popping pimples, massaging faces, but (laughs) it's really evolved into something so much greater than I could have imagined. Yes. Well, you're, you're an educator, you know, that's like first and foremost. And I always tell people, right, like empower, educate, entertain. If you can do those three things, you will always have an amazing business, no matter what you do. And you are a triple threat when it comes to that. So that's why you are so freaking dope. And that's why you are doing these amazing things. Thank so crazy. You. I love, I just love, like, I'm just like so full right now from this conversation because I just love watching people like evolve and actually really do the work because people are always like, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm like, dude, look at fucking Candace Marino. One day she's like fucking <laughs> like baby Jesus. <laughs> like she's like little baby Jesus in a tuxedo t-shirt. And now look at her. Like she's fucking killing the game. And I, there's so many um, women in the aesthetics industry that follow me because of you. And they're always like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're friends with Candace. Like, you're so lucky. Like, what is she like? I'm like, what? But like people look at you like you're a fucking celebrity, dude. That is so weird. And so it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Like, I know it's weird, right? Yeah. Like when we, I had we were speaking for Is Clinical, we did like a little tour and we're going on it again. But people are like, can I have a picture with you? I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? So weird. But you know what? I have to like remind myself that if I helped that person in any way, get through something like, you know, maybe to discover their self-worth or to love themselves or to leave a past thing, if they know my story and that inspired them, like, then I get it. Cause the people that have helped me on my journey, like if I didn't know you and I ran into you, I'd be like, bitch, I need a picture with you. Like I would be stoked. Mm -hmm. So I have to remind myself of that, but it is, it is very humbling. And also very embarrassing. It's strange for me. I, it's, re- I, it's really strange. I, I'm yeah. still not used to it either. Like we would be out and like people would be like, oh my God, Katie Boyd. And they would take pictures and Matt would just be like, what the fuck, dude? And I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm drunk. I, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? Like I'm like falling down in Newport on like some stupid shoes, like cause they're getting caught in the cobblestones and like yeah. these people are trying to take pictures with me, but it's, it is a humbling experience, but we both, you and I both worked really fucking hard to be who we are. So if we have to take sure. a couple pictures, we will. It's, you know. <laughs> we'll not be... that... Go ahead. I was going to say, not that anything I, I wanted to talk about today was skincare because I don't give a fuck, but I know that mm. these bitches are going to be like, why didn't you ask Candace any skincare tips? So if you had to give someone, I already know what this is going to be. But if you had to give someone like five, just like top, your top five skincare tips to stop being a lazy bitch and mm-hmm. get your fucking skin in shape, like what would you, what would you say? Obviously, get a good esthetician. Yeah, obviously. Start there. Um, but also thank you for not asking me just skincare because I feel like oh. people only see me as like no. a skincare person. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like my like journey and my my life experience has a lot more value than my skincare. Well, that's matters. the only reason why you're here. But I just want to make the, I just want to make some of these bitches happy because you okay, fine. Like, help me. I'm yes. help me. my skin is poor. Help me I'm poor. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yes, get a good esthetician or somebody reputable that knows what they're talking about. Don't listen to Instagram. Please don't listen to TikTok. Like do not do any of that shit that you see on TikTok. Does that trigger you? Does yeah, I want to pluck every hair out of my fucking head. When I see these little TikTok what's like the tricks? one that's like fucking lights you up that makes you want to like punch babies and specific. <laughs> um, 
I, I really have blocked myself from viewing them. So I don't even know what's going on these days, but like those black masks that were like ripping people's skin off were, that was triggering. Well, I don't know. What are some that are going on right now? I I don't don't watch any of this shit. I'm not on TikTok. I think it's like Satan's playground. I do too. I I really do. There's something wrong with that platform. And every time it goes, every time I've gone on it in the past, within like five minutes, I start to feel like nauseous and like overwhelmed. And I'm like, this isn't good for my like neurology or something. Yeah, it's bad. I have like a whole conspiracy theory about it. I'm not going to bring it up here. Oh, we, can we can talk. talk we later. can talk. Yeah, we can talk on the side. But I, it, I just don't like. I'm on there for business, yes. but I don't run it. I don't I like don't people do it. like rolling their skin and making themselves bleed. That freaks me out. Like I'm oh. like you're. You know what I mean? Like you're. Yeah. You know those fucking roller things that look like a med- medieval. Yes. Like what the actual like the fuck? Mario. Yeah. Like Mario and Luigi baton yes. things. Yes. I'm like, fire. why are you doing this to your little face? Because you know people say. You have to damage the skin to make the collagen and all this. And it's like, let a ah. professional do that. You yeah. know, like <laughs> with the proper tools, with the proper tools. Yes. Yes. Okay. So don't follow Instagram, TikTok, social media advice that is not from a professional that is not tailored to you. So for instance, I can speak in blanket terms and present something to somebody and say, these are the ingredients. This is why it works. This is why it's good. Da, 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 da. Even though that is to be, that is true, right? That is the case it doesn't mean that that is necessarily appropriate for you. So I always recommend having a consultation, working with somebody that really knows what they're doing so they can tailor it to your skin, your lifestyle, your needs, your concerns. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, wash your face. This is normal, basic hygiene. Wash your ass, wash your face, wash your ass, wash your face. Like when you wash your ass, wash your face. Yes. Like how is it? Don't wash your face with the same thing though that you wash your ass with. Oh God, guys that use loofahs. (gasps) That Girl. that is triggering. Like Guys, ball, that use, they're like yes. in the balls, and they're just scrubbing, scrubbing like a Brillo pad, and then they're like, oh, and now they're going to exfoliate. No, and they just <laughs> grow mold. It's so horrendous. I can't with that. Uh, yeah, any guy that has a loofah, you need to break up with him. Yes, yeah. <laughs> or throw the fucking loofah away and tell him yes. what's up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Okay. There's redemption. We can keep yes. him. Just get rid of the loofah. Okay. Um. So yes, wash your face. It is basic normal hygiene. Um. I. It's crazy that people are like, I don't get it. Like, why am I breaking out? Like, you are dirty. That's yes, why. Yes. Yes. I triple wash because of you. Oh, I love you. I yeah, love we love a, a good triple, triple wash. Mm-hmm. Also, while we're on the hygiene, can people please just start to floss their teeth? Because <gasps> Bitch, I, stop this. When I do facials on people and they're talking to me, I can see inside their mouth, all right? So I can see like the lower teeth and I will literally see years of plaque and tartar <gasps> buildup. <gasps> like everybody, just floss. Floss it's- your teeth. Like, flash right. it. like we should make a whole commercial, like a sing it and like tell people what to do. No, motherfuckers don't floss. Like I can't tell you how many people because I floss literally. I'm a maniac. Like I yeah. have floss in my purse. I have floss in my Louis Vuitton overnight. Like I have it in my car. Like I'm a psychopath. Like the worst is when you go out to dinner, you get like a big piece of like fucking lobster and you're one of your back molars and you're yeah. like, oh, this is comfortable. Yeah. People will not fucking floss. They, they don't even brush their motherfucking teeth. Right. Never I mind know. floss. I mean, you're asking a lot, Candace. And there's, I don't, well, I am asking a lot, <laughs> but like, if you have any respect for yourself, the oral health goes into everything. And mm-hmm. I really do believe that it impacts the skin because the oral health is, is directly linked the to the gut, gut health and yep. the gut is linked to the skin. So like, Floss your fucking teeth. <laughs> yeah. And don't eat flaming hot Cheetos morning, noon, and night. And then you right. wonder why your gut, gut microbiome is like, I'm dead. Right. You've killed off everything with whatever that like 
fake flame taste oh, fire shit is. Not the you fake know? flame. I, I have to tell you, though, I really love Flaming Hot Cheetos. Who does like, bitch? I, they're so fucking good, but they're, they're like so actually one of the worst foods you can eat because of all the dyes and all the bullshit. Yeah. Oh, and that's why I always say the Flaming Hot Cheetos. Like, I don't, there's like a guy, his name is Nick Ocado Avocado. Have you ever seen this guy on no. YouTube? He uh, like is a, he eats like, he'll eat like a hundred bags of Hot Cheetos at a time. No. And he'll like dunk them in water, like the blue ones, like the Taki kind. And he'll just like what? put them on. I'll send you it later. Please. You'll, if you just want to lay in wow. bed at night and scream, because that's what okay. I do. <laughs> so stop eating shit okay. that makes your fucking gut microbiome fucked up and floss your goddamn teeth, you pigs. Yes. And then <laughs> exfoliation is the key to hydration. If you have dead, built up skin and you're not exfoliating it, when you are like, oh my God, my skin is dry and you're applying more moisture, the moisturizers thickening that outermost layer of dead skin and it is preventing you from actually receiving hydration. So you got to get through the dead skin to have healthy skin and have balanced skin. And without exfoliation, you won't receive hydration. That's uh, that's who knew. I mean, I then, was, I'm an exfoliation whore, so I'm, yeah. I'm I know for a fact that I'm good. But like, there's people that never exfoliate their skin either, and I'm like, Mm-mm. dude, what? Yeah, I can't, I can't with that. And then I guess the final tip would be wear sunscreen. Oh my, do you know that I'm allergic? Shut up! No, you're not. Oh no, I, I swear, you. I swear to God, in my grandma's soul, I found out the hard way when I got married in Maui. And, mm-hmm. you know, my husband's half black. Yeah. And I get dark because I'm Portuguese. Yes. And I was like, I just don't want to look like the same color as my half black husband. Mm-hmm. I want to just be like a little bit lighter because I get mm-hmm. black. Okay. Uh-huh. And I just was going to look crazy in our wedding pictures. Right. So I put sunscreen on. Then that day I broke out everywhere I put sunscreen in these water filled bubbles all over my skin. Okay. Wait, this has happened to me before, too, and I'm not allergic to sunscreen. Okay. What is it? It is. I think it's a combination of things. I have never fully pinpointed it, but when I lived in Costa Rica, this used to happen to me too. And I have to admit, like sometimes when I lived in Costa Rica, I wasn't even using sunscreen. Right. It was Penny you're back like, then, and she like, was just you're like, like put a vita, put a vita. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Penny was like, whatever. I'll get a sunburn. It'll be fine. Even though I was an esthetician, I was like, what? Oh I was God, just I love Penny. She just yeah, she was a maniac. Um, no, I don't think you could have maybe had some sort of allergy to something you were exposed to in that in Maui, right? So it could have been it could have been any allergen. It could have been a product within the sunscreen. It could have mm. been it could have been so many things, but sun will do that to you when you get too much sun and your skin okay, is listen. It's I'm gonna stop you right there. Okay. Okay. So you know Amanda Greco, who's my esthetician here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she and I will just get talking at the end of my facial. And at the last step she does is put sunscreen on. Okay? okay. And so she did it once by accident, knowing I was like, oh, you can't put sunscreen on me. I'm allergic. She did it by accident. And that I, within an hour, my whole face where she put the sunscreen broke out into those water filled boils. Really? Yes. I'm telling you. What sunscreen? I can't, I can't accept Anything. this. It's like, I think it's like the oxybutone or one of those. Okay. So you zinc, you zinc. What the fuck is that? Is that just zinc a white shit a... That, that they like in the eighties <laughs> they would put on their nose? No, I actually have one right here. Okay. I have um, to now, now I have to get zinc and put it on because you know, I'm going to Grand Cayman. Yes. For vacay. You need, okay, what am I going to do? I'm going to be a crispy critter. You're going to use a mineral sunscreen that doesn't have any of the oxys or benzones or whatever those. You're going to use zinc or titanium dioxide. These are mineral SPFs. They are from the ground. They are rocks. I really don't even think you can be allergic to rocks. I mean, can you? you? I don't know, dude. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, you never I can't know, accept bitch. this. You need to do a little patch test with different formulas and find out one that works for you because okay. I, cause I don't want to be don't a crispy. You. I don't want to be a Louis Vuitton bag. No, you don't. And look at you. You're so like, pale and porcelain and it's so beautiful. I you just had a peel. I'm, I'm literally like, I could peel the skin off my face right now. I hope don't get too close. Ah, I didn't don't notice. You look close. glowy. I need a peel real bad. Um, I did a, a PCA peel. Oh yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. My, girl, my girl who does all my Botox and bullshit, mm-hmm. Caitlin Holston, she's been on the uh, podcast for, this is like my fourth, because I, I was a sun worshiper. You know, I was a pageant girl. I mean, I right. had a fucking sun, a uh, stand up fucking tan in my house. Insane. I was like Jean Benet Ramsey. Oh my god! You know I dressed hair. as her for Halloween one year. <laughs> Can yeah. you send me pictures, please? I'll find it. People oh are like, "That god. is so rude." I'm like, "Why?" Oh, see, I'm a dark person too. Like for yeah. Halloween, I always dress up as like weird shit. Okay, we have to have a side conversation about the sunscreen because I do believe in sunscreen, but yes. I'm so petrified of it because it's like, you know, you you work so hard. Now you're on vacation. Now you put the sunscreen mm-hmm. on, and then for a week you're like. I can't touch the sheets. I can't yeah. touch my face. Don't get burnt. Well, so what do you do for sun protection? Like get a really good I hat? I don't go out in the sun. But like, how do you like enjoy life? You don't. I do not. I fucking <laughs> Wait, don't. So when you're in Grand Cayman, are you going to be in the hotel? Uh, yeah, the like time? hide. I hide. Like you're I go out go just, in the ocean. For, just for minutes. And then I'm like, ah, because I don't want to look like Magda from There's Something About Mary, Candace. <laughs> Okay, you need to get a Janessa Leone hat. She okay. has UPF fifty. It's it's on it's in the hat in the hat because it's the way that they weave the the fabric yeah, yeah, so yeah. that it creates like a block from the sun. Really? So you need a UPF fifty hat from Janessa. The I grew up with her. We went to high school together. That's she's cool, dope, and she's such a successful, crazy, oh amazing designer. I never but knew that hats, was a thing. Her hats are amazing. I use those every time I travel. And then um, get like the swim, like the long sleeve swimsuits. Oh my God. I'm going to look like the fucking island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> I don't I'm know gonna... what that is. <laughs> my boyfriend always is like, you look like a fucking toddler. Why are you wearing a swim shirt? That's what I'm saying. I'm going to be like, I don't want to get rash guard. Like what the yeah. fuck is happening? Yeah. Like I went to Mexico um, this past year. And we stayed at this place in Cancun called Nisuk. It, mm-hmm. Dude, oh, yeah. remember I told you about this. that? Yes. And I had a pool in my room that had like a dome over it. So I would go out in the pool every day, but the sun that never <laughs> hit me, dude. Oh I'm probably God. so starved for vitamin D. I'm probably like... You are. Yeah. I, I, and you know that you, even though I preach sunscreen and staying out of the sun, you know that you need natural light in the yes, morning in your every eyes day. for your c- circadian yes. rhythm, yes. for yeah, vitamin D, for all of that. Yes. I'm like the lady, I'm like Kermit when he holds his arm up to the window <laughs> and I look out the window. Like, you know what, you know what which meme I'm talking about? <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Thinking about my life. That's me. Oh my God. But those were very good tips. And I need to talk to you on the side about this sunscreen okay. shit because I don't want to, I'm so petrified of getting old. I know. That sounds you so can't horrible be. to say that. Isn't that part about winning the devil is not being afraid? Yes, bitch. It's yeah. one of the things I deal with. So lit- literally, like, I don't, I'm going to be like a total cunt right now, but I don't have wrinkles. I know. I'm looking like, at I don't it, have like, any. I don't have any, like, crow's feet, nothing. It's because I'm a little chubby, too. So I keep a little fat on the face. Because you don't want to get too skeleton-esque because then you get wrinkles quicker, right? That's, I have such, like, a skeleton-y face. And, See, like, I don't think I you like do. my skin's falling off. No, I think your freaking face is gorgeous. <sighs> you don't have wrinkles either. Yeah, you yeah. ever see these? Wait a minute. I go. Listen, I have seen girls that I go to high school with, and I'm like, "Bitch, you look old, mm-hmm. right?" Because they smoke butts, they fucking mm-hmm. tanning, they fucking sit by the pool smoking butts, fucking tanning, putting their baby oil on, right? And go I'm to like, dunkies. So, yeah, they go to fucking dunks. They get the hazelnut extra, extra. 
You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you guys look old. And I see that and I'm like, oh my God, I never want to like, I want to age gracefully. I don't want to be like a beat old back. You know what I mean? And you are, you you are right now. And I have to say, it's got to be because it's got to be because you're not going in the sun. Yes. And I think I'm Portuguese, which I'm, you know, that helps because like, you know, ethnic skin is like, just doesn't age like normal, like white girl skin just doesn't. Right. But I like don't have as much fun in life as I want to because I'm so I can't like in my head I'm like I can't use sunscreen I can't believe we got on this whole tangent I'm sorry I'm boring everybody out there but <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk it's all about me you. it's all <laughs> about me on the Abyss podcast so what is next for you like what's the next step in the LA facialist life like tell me all the things it could be personal stuff too yeah well everything in my life is just like happy and good yeah, like I, lo- just I gonna... love watching it from like afar because you know we don't talk all the time because we're busy bitches yeah but I just love watching like you traveling and your new puppy and like mm-hmm. your man and like it's just yeah. good shit yeah wholesome fun. good it's been wholesome fun um yeah I I don't publicly like talk about my boyfriend because it's mm-hmm. like something very sacred yeah. to me and like you should it's you something shouldn't. that I'm like I don't need this for like people to consume but People are always like, who are you with? Like, where are you? And yes, I have an amazing person in my life. And he is like, he's somebody that I manifested. And he manifested me too. Mm -hmm. He was on this like whole journey of self-love and really looking at the behaviors of like why he was attracting the wrong people. And so he was doing this whole program of like 90 days to love himself. And then he met me and like, I had been manifesting for a long cry, time. Legit. Like, cause how, you actually need to meet oh, him I can't and talk wait. to him. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. But I, I, when I hear that, I hear like such beautiful, like divine masculine energy. Cause like how many dudes would be like, I'm going to take 90 days to love myself. Like Matt Babine would do that. Mm-hmm. They're and very that's much why I alike. married him. Yes. He like this whole thing was like, you can't talk to women. Like you have to delete all the dating apps. Like you can't like masturbate. Like it was like no sex, no kissing. Like you can't like there is nothing, no intimacy, no, like even putting yourself in a like situation to fail. Right. So he was really just like grounded in loving himself. And he was doing all these like Kundalini breaths and like all of these things he was going through. And he did like these, um, like MDMA journeys with his healer and psilocybin journeys and all of these healing modalities that he did. And he like, we met and we were like, what the fuck? Like it was just, I knew right when I met him and I was like, okay, yes, I had seven shots of tequila, but I also know that this is real. (laughs) Wow. How crazy. I love that, but you deserve it all and more. Thank you. And, but it has to be because I stopped allowing people to hold me back in life. And I just was like, fuck this. I'm not going to stay in the shitty job. I'm not going to stay in the shitty relationship. Like everything that I have now is because I've had to say goodbye or remove myself from something or say no to things like everything. Now, all of the things in my life that are blessings that are beautiful, that I'm happy about that. I like that makes my life so fucking great is because I've had to close the door on something else. And like, I guess that's my biggest thing for people is like, if you want to have a good life, like stop sitting in the shit, pull yourself out of it, say goodbye, like remove people that aren't serving you. Take yourself out of toxic situations. Like I would have never met him if I was Penny 
or if I was working at that horrible office, like, because his energy would have never attracted somebody, even though I was fucking magical bitch, no matter what, no matter in my darkest of days, always, I was always magical and really fucking awesome, but my energy was not at his level. And so we would have never crossed paths, you know, like your energy attracts the same type of energy. So like, if you want to attract somebody that's a 10, you got to be a 10 too. Yep. Absolutely. I think that my ex, uh, me was, I think her name was Zelda. Oh my God. That's a good name for you. Yeah. She used to just like bang (laughs) guys in the bathroom and get thrown out of clubs and shit. Like that I kind of want to know Zelda. Oh. Zelda and Penny should go out one night when I come should. back. To Let's do that. Can we do that? Let's we'll have a, a Zelda Penny night yeah. where we'll just throw caution to the wind. We'll definitely lose our keys. We'll like park oh, our yeah. car in a parking lot where you can't get in after hours where you have to like sleep on the streets. Like that was literally how I lived. Like I remember my 30th birthday. This is right before I met Matt. And uh, you know how you remember that moment where you're like, I was at the lowest point in my life. Yes. It was my 30th birthday. My two best friends at the time threw me like this crazy birthday party at this club in Boston. Mm-hmm. Then like we we didn't have enough. We had to go for more. And like we went yeah. to another club and another club and another club. And then literally I slept in a parking garage underneath my Range Rover because my friends took my keys and didn't tell me like, hey, you're drunk. I'm taking your keys. Oh, my God. Then my friend's husband got knocked out at the bar that we were at. We ended up in Mass Eye in the Air. Like, he had to have, like, 50 stitches. I was at the back of an ambulance. And I just remember that morning, finally getting into my friend's house, getting my keys, driving to Dunkin' Donuts, getting an everything bagel with extra garden cream cheese and probably an extra, extra coffee. He's just, like, eating it quietly hungover in my Range Rover, being like, this is not my fucking life. Like, I am done. And then, boom, I, like, cut everybody out of my life. I, like, just put my head down, worked my ass off, and that's when I met Matt. Because it was like, you can't attract a Matt if you're being a Zelda. Mm Mm-hmm. Zelda. (laughs) Okay, but... But you have to credit Zelda, right? And just as I credit Penny, like without these two psychotic bitches, like we would have never, yeah, they are. We would have never, we, and also like it brings such like humor and character to like your professional setting when you've had these past experiences. Cause like nobody likes somebody that's just like, I got everything figured out. I'm buttoned up. I'm perfect. Like that's so boring and also not legit. So like, yeah, like the sloppy bitch Penny. Like I love her dearly. I don't so take her back. Bad. I'm no. not mad at her for like kind of destroying my life for getting my car repoed. Like <laughs> you know, it's fine. I love it. Oh my god, it's so freaking true. <laughs> I think that's why I'm a really great coach too. Because when my younger clients come to me, they're like, "You just don't understand." I'm like, "Bitch, listen, I was Zelda." Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, but can we get them to meet one night? Like, we'll just plan this in a really safe fashion where yes. like. We could let them come out again. Well, we have to have, but you know what I think we have to have? We have to have bodyguards, which will be your man and my man. Yes. Like it will be like our big ass guys. Yes. I'll be like, this is what's happening tonight. Penny's coming out. Zelda's coming out. Get our backs. If our skirts go over our head and our vaginas are exposed, pull our skirts down. It's not a bandeau top. It's a skirt. Because that's what I used to do. I used to literally walk around and my skirt would go up over my head and my whole pussy would be hanging out on the fucking in Faneuil Hall. And I'd be like, what are you fucking looking at, motherfucker? And they're like, "Um, your vagina's been out for the last 10 minutes. You've been walking in front of me trying to go to the Black Rose Tavern. When you said your skirt rising up in Faneuil Hall, that has literally happened to me. And like 
people would say shit to me and I would like try to fight them. I wonder if you fight. and I have ever tried to fight. We probably were. Hall. Yeah, we were probably like the I'm fucking like, Notre Dame, like the fighting Irish, like with our with our dukes up. I bet you any fucking money. I bet you. I think sometimes about <laughs> Zelda and I'm like, I'm so lucky to be alive. Oh, that, same. That's why I know that you and I have so much to offer the world because if we're still here and God hasn't taken us back home after we were Penny and Zelda for like 20 something years of our lives, like we have work to do here. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, Candace, if if people want to work with you, not Penny, definitely Candace, not Penny. (laughs) (laughs) How do they get in touch with you? And like, what's the procedure? And like, how? What are you offering right now for your like goodies? Because I know that not everyone can come to LA to work with you one on one, but you have virtual components Mm -hmm. to your company. So, tell all the ambitious out there how they can work with you and learn more. All right. So we do virtual consultations. That's a huge part of my business. So if you're in Switzerland or Australia or wherever, wherever you may be, we can schedule a time to do a one-on-one call where we break down your lifestyle, your skincare, everything that goes into having healthy skin. And we basically create a new plan for you. So I do that. So if you're not here in LA or you're never coming to LA, that's fine. We can still work together. And you'll then ship I'll, them, you'll you'll ship them whatever like yes. they need. Okay, cool. We ship all around the world. So we'll get you the products and then we follow up and you know track your progress and all of that. And then obviously if you're coming to LA, you can come in to see us. I'm building a brand new office. And It'll I'm so excited. You know I'm coming to visit, right? I know you have to be at the grand opening. I don't have a date yet because things, you know, construction. It's just you, you tell me and I'm there. Yes. Okay. Thank you. So that's happening. Um, www.thelafacialist.com. It's a huge resource for all of the best brands that are out there. I per, like personally try and curate and love all of the products that I carry on my website. So there's lots of options there. It can be confusing. If you're confused, we'll do a consult, but um, you can just go ahead and shop your hearts out there. And then the LA Facialist on Instagram. I am on TikTok, but don't try to engage with me there because I don't know how to use it. I don't do that. That's not my job. Don't you feel elderly when you go on TikTok? You're like, what I am do. I doing? Geriatric. <laughs> like, I feel like I need to have a donut to sit on because like <laughs> from my bed sores, you yeah. know, like You're I like, really feel ancient when I go on TikTok. I like don't when you go it. on TikTok, do you go in my day? Is it, no, do you say please. that a lot out loud? Yeah. I'm like, ew, <laughs> why? I don't get it. I don't like this. Me I neither. I can't. I can't. But yeah, you could follow me there if you want, but I won't know. And <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you. I just love how open and honest you are. You're just like, you could follow me and I wouldn't even know the how to, where to find my followers. Yeah, no, I don't get it. But on Instagram, I know how to use that platform. So me like, too. yeah, we could hang out and talk a little bit if you want, but don't, don't slide into the DMs demanding something. Just sprinkle a, a pleasantry in there first. I love that. Oh my God. <laughs> this was such an amazing conversation. I'm so blessed and grateful that I get to work with you and that you're my friend and I adore you and I'm so proud of you and I cannot wait to see what's next for you. And I'm just, ah, this was such a great conversation. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy ass life to be here and talk to all the HBICs from all across the globe. I appreciate you. Thank you, Katie. I love you so much. And I literally would not be anywhere today without your guidance and help and love and trust and support. So and we finally fucking did it like this. We've been talking about that. this for like three years. It's not me. even a joke. We're not even exaggerating, guys. We literally have been like, Wait, you want a podcast next week? You want a podcast this week? No. OK, I'm I'm in Dubai. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm over here. Like, it's just fucking crazy. It's been a it's been a yeah, it's been it's a thing, hard to be a bad bitch sometimes. We're going to do it again, though. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I want to do I want to do. Listen to me. I'm just telling all my business. I want to do like a real in-person you and I like tag team. Sun- when situation. I come in July. 
Yes. Let's do it. Let's make that happen. Okay. Oh my God. I, I love, love you. you. Oh my God. You Thank so you much. so much. You guys go and visit Candace on all of her platforms. I mean, if you feel like going to TikTok, go for it, but mo- mostly stay on Instagram and reach out to her because all of my clients that have worked with her, their skin is glowing. They are so competent and they're, they know what the fuck that they're doing because they're working with the absolute best. In the meantime, I will see you next Tuesday and don't forget to stay ambitious. Stay ambitious.